are sitting on a couch. So last week we recorded a nice three-hour first episode, so that went well. We have the boys. Gep, want to introduce yourself? Um, I'm the same Gep from last week. Um, I'm the cream of the Oreo this week, I guess. That oh was man, well, what a way to say <laughs> that. Okay. You want to show more of your face or no? I'm like seeing just your nose. It's so weird. But anyways, and we also have Justin here. Justin, how you doing? I'm chilling. That was a very underwhelming. And I am back again. Flazadude. Make sure to follow me on the socials at Flazadude on Twitter. Twitch.tv slash Flazadude. And check me out on YouTube where hopefully this video will be posted so that we can get more of an audience. Do you want to say something now, Justin? Or are we just rolling with the what's up? What's going on? <laughs> say every time. It's just going to be a bad intro for me. That's my thing now. Well, I got nothing just, to plug. Hopefully. Just a beginner, you know. You're just a beginner. So we'll, we'll work through this. We'll make you a professional at the end of the day. This week, I mean, we're missing Stan. He was here last week and all. We also have our boy Diego who may or may not pop in. I mean, you know. It's rough sometimes being a minority and, you know, you got them parents and then you're like, hey, I want to have a life. And then you're like, no. And then you're like, alrighty then. It is what it is. But for this episode, we are changing the format from last week. We're going to do a few minor adjustments. So we'll keep the weekly talk with the um, weekly anime and manga or whatever we want to talk about. And then we'll transition straight into the main topic. And then during our cool down period, We'll talk about any news that we want to because, you know, I keep up with most of the news, but, you know, the boys, they may or may not be interested in certain news. So if we're all interested, we'll bring it up at the end and then we'll see what happens there. But I think that works, guys. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a news hound, so whatever you tell me is newsworthy. I mean, you know. I, I send news to you guys, whatever I think is relevant, but it all depends on who cares or not. It's, you know, for a whole, not just like one in one person. So, all right. So we're going to go straight into God of High School. Yes, God of High School, episode two. We're going to start with the main show that we all, I'm assuming, watched. Justin, you watched? Yeah, I watched like <laughs> an hour ago before I started. All right, started sounds this good. Thing. Uh, yeah, I watched on uh, Friday. I watched on Monday, like the day it came out, so. It comes out on Mondays? Mm-hmm. Alright, so who wants to start us off? I'm gonna start it off, because I got some thoughts. First uh-huh. off, it, it's been a while since I've actually read the manga. I'm, I'm thinking of, actually, the webtoons, I'm thinking of going back and rereading it just so I can catch up on a few things because what they showed in the recent episode it actually correlates with the webtoons on how it goes but the thing I noticed a lot is they decide like Crunchyroll they really want to advertise that it's their animation throughout (laughs) the whole episode you just see okay I mean um I was laughing at that part when they did have the um, tournament start and they had Crunchyroll in the background. I was like, oh my god!" And like the whole ring, like the whole octagon is like <laughs> decked out in their logo. I was just oh, like, man. subtle plug. I, I, that, that was funny. That was funny. 
And like, um, you're on the Crunchyroll app. Like I know where I'm at. Like yeah. you don't need to tell me. It's for the people who watch through like my methods. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like they're like, <laughs> okay, we we got to get them all. So let's pull them in from the outside. You know. Yeah. Like hey, bitch, we're still here. <laughs> and um, for me, since it's the manga situation where it's like you read the manga and then it's like it's not the same as the anime and I hate that mentality because it's making it ruin it for me to a point where it's going to watch the episode and just sitting there with the straight face the whole time because that's literally what happened no emotions were being shown I was expecting that because like I had this whole argument where I don't need it to be the same like last week. And so like One Piece, we know the anime post time skip is rough. If you catch up and you're watching weekly, it is not easy with certain episodes and how slow paced they can get. I know Troy's not going to realize it because, you know, he's watching the first experience and you're only like built up on the story. And then, you know, there's people who do eventually start to complain about the anime because it just gets really rough, like Fishman Island and, um, what else? I think Fishman Island is like a big factor in Dressrosa also. And there's scenes here and there in um what's it? Punk Hazard. But overall, like I thought all those were fucking And yeah, you think they're amazing. And like when I was first watching, I'm like, oh man, this is really good. And the thing with is still as I watch like weekly, now I know like Wano, they really stepped up their game compared to those past arcs. Mm-hmm. But, like, weekly, like, unless an episode itself is bad, like, if it's still good in how it's executed, I don't complain too much. Because, like, the end of the day, end of the day I want to enjoy the episode. And if it's telling the story well, I'm fine with it. So I was actually, like, I enjoyed this episode more than last week's. I feel like it did enough for character building. And, like, you got to see. And it didn't need to tell me too much. It, it went in, like, quick flashbacks, right? Like, about 10 seconds for each character breeze through them so easily but I was like you know I understand at least the bare minimum why the characters are who they are and what they're doing Jin Mori is probably the least fleshed out for who he is I'd say but I feel like there's enough of him talking about like small lines like hey I like fighting and this and that I feel like it could be fleshed out more but I see your point like there is that mentality if you really like a series and you want it to be exactly as is from the source material it can affect you. I've kind of grown out of that. I feel like I was more to that angle a while ago, but I'm a little more open to like certain changes, you know? Yeah, I was, um, you on usual animes, I give it the five episode run. But for this one, because we're recording it for our podcast, I can't do that. And during the whole time of watching, I was like, in the podcast, I'm going to tell them, I'm just going to watch the first five episodes. And if it's not catching me like the webtoons does then i'm not gonna watch it but obviously i can't do that because it's a main topic mm-hmm. but for the mori Jin Jin part it was actually there i think the way they're doing it is they're gonna wait a little bit like the webtoons did and just flesh his story out little by little because that's what i had uh said in the previous podcast where it's like oh we're gonna they're gonna show Dewey Han's past a little bit too because 
of how sensitive he is to the topic. And then that actually showed a lot more with Mira of Yeah, she her. was like a main focus for her uh, flashback the moment she lost her sword, which I thought yeah. was cool. And you got to see a lot of her character. And I think her fight's like the main part of next episode. Yeah, they're gonna, I think that's what maybe they're planning to do is like each episode flesh out a certain character here and there because when you see each of their fights you're gonna see a little bit of their flashbacks if Crunchyroll decides to do that I mean it's technically MAPPA who's gonna do the like whole direction of the series Crunchyroll's just a producer so they're just putting it out there you know yeah and they're putting themselves out there as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, that that part where they they had the two hostesses or whatever, and they just showed the whole background. I'm telling you, I was I was laughing. I'm like, well, that's not subtle at all. But now, if just a quick tangent, Redestro. If you want to talk about someone who's Redestro, the announcer, not not Dewey Han, the announcer. That's him, dude. Dewey Han. I didn't. I might have said this last episode. I definitely thought it. But I was like, Dewey Han is fucking Leorio. Like. The hardworking man. <laughs> yeah, just like. Oh, hold on. And then, like, dead ass. I was, I was like, sitting there, like, this shit is uncanny. Because he's like, I want money. And then the quick flash to, like, someone in the hospital. And it was just like, wow, I know that exact motivation. I also am very much a fan of that exact motivation. So I'm like, Dewey Han. Because main character, it's episode two. So once we learn more about him, subject to change my opinion. But just as far as like characters, Dewey Han's the man at the moment. Just because he's fucking, he's a hardworking dude. I think that's his mom. Grandma, sister, someone. If but like someone like his grandpa or something, I thought it was the guy. If no, I, I, yeah, I thought it was his mom. If nobody would mind spoilers, spoilers ahead for anybody. Probably skip like ten seconds ahead. Yeah, just say who it is. Yeah, I it's, his, know more than that. it's his best friend who they used to fight together in high school. Yeah, it's Leor. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love it. I love that's so tight. Like they used uh, to let me f- let me let me say straight up, a lot of manwas seem to be like really based off of like Hunter Hunter, like inspired. I can say that much. Yeah, mm. it's it's crazy how a lot of like, especially got of high school when I first started to read it, it was I started to notice it was like a little bit of of the beginning is kind of like Hunter and and a lot of other ones that maybe they'll animated in the future is also like that too i mean solo leveling has their own chimera and arc need i say more <laughs> like well solo leveling is goaded if you don't know who uh well probably anybody who's listening to this part i like especially for anime uh heavenly controller he started reacting to it on his youtube channel and he mm-hmm. said he posts he posts the videos. I think I, I follow him on Twitter and he said he posts the videos like three days after he's already read chapters because there's so many people who spoil it for him in the comments. 
Um, and I mean, I see a lot of that with like certain big series like that, where you have your fans ruin it. And I'm like, man, that's so rough. Like, if you care about spoilers, it must be hard to do something like that because there's just people who just don't care about your experience. I mean, people get off on. Yeah, they get off on messing things for people. I, I don't get it. Dude, I thought this episode looked fucking tight. Uh, the way what's his name with the like, like oh, yeah, very that, calm. I I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking. What is about. it, Tai Chi? Like the way he fought was tight. Uh, I I knew they were gonna do what they did, where he like goes and interrupts the fight. I have no problem with that because the end result was like a really fucking cool exchange between him and the one dude. Yeah. I am kind of upset that the power difference between the two of them is so noticeable because I'm assuming he's the, what's his main character is going to get let back into the tournament. And I'm assuming there's going to be a rematch at some point because he mentions, he's like, I don't think so. I think Jin Moore is too strong. And the end goal is to basically show his power difference compared to people at this point. It's to build him up as a character. I mean, just the way they, right. hyped, like, they hyped the one dude up to make He it seems like a one-off villain. Like, he seems, like, so minor compared to the other oh. people that he's shown around, you know? He was, like, beating the fuck out of people. I thought he was going to be a bigger player throughout, like, those the are course just, like, of the tournament. I think those are just, like, regulars in the tournament, you know, just to show how different yeah. Jin Mori is. I think that's that's my impression now. As I was watching it, I was kind of upset because I liked the idea of, like, the super aggressive kind of, like, immoral fighter being on the other side of the bracket where the main character can't really get to him. Uh, but the way they did it, it's really... It was fucking hard. Like, <laughs> that shit was tight. Yeah. And the part, he's, like, beating the mess out of someone. And they're like, what fighting style is he using? And then all the, like, recruiters are like, it's whatever style. Northern, right? And they're like, yep. I was like, it's like some food wars shit where they're like, you had cumin from the northern part of whatever harvested in the spring they're like exactly yeah so my my thing was was he using the same style as the other guy was that what was happening no it's actually um it's like a survivalist it's like like, they'll explain it in the future probably like around season two or season three where it's actually the opposite they're meant to clash with each other and if you see the uh flashback of the dude uh with the arms Mm-hmm. Um, the girl with the eye patch that taught him how to use it, she's going to be a very um, important character in the future when you look into it because, like, it shows you a glimpse of the two, the two styles clashing together, but obviously he's a lot weaker than Mori. He's, he's not a master, so. Yeah, so when you see the actual master like a- of it, you'll see how well they put it all together. So yeah, it's just like an introduction of the style. Which, if that's the case, that the whole like pacing aspect of that, like that angle they're taking, is actually super interesting to me. 
so I'm yeah kind of like watching it from the bigger picture because i feel like the payoffs should be there now it's like if it bites me in the back it bites me but i feel like the payoffs are slowly going to unravel themselves i think the anime itself has been enjoyable and like for watching anime that's pretty much all i'm looking for is that you can tell a story i can enjoy and mm-hmm. invest myself in I mean, I'll eventually read it, and if I read it and I'm like, oh, yes, the source material is better, it's better. But as long as the anime's good, it's not an issue. Like, this is a Tower of God. Yes, I'd be complaining about the anime because I do not think the anime was done well. But the source material, even though I don't think it's super great as much as people hype it up, I think it's way better, especially compared to the anime mm-hmm. and how it's handled. Because there's a lot of... The thing about... um Tower of Goddess, there's a lot of storytelling that needs to happen that they cut out that can be shown later on in like season two. It's just, it's going to lose that impact of foreshadowing. I think foreshadowing is just a nice tool to use in storytelling. And I feel like God of High School is kind of doing that, but from a story narrative, it's not actually telling you too much, but from the way the story is going, I feel like it's foreshadowing how certain characters are going to act or do things like that. I feel like that's what's keeping me invested in the series is the way it's being told as of now. It hasn't shown too much to like hype up people beyond like the community who is into like high octane fights. But in terms of like storytelling, I think it's doing well, being subtle, and that if it does show everything it needs to, it should, you know, be a good payoff, right? Yeah. Yeah, This episode said a lot of that good shit of that payoff like down the road stuff in motion i thought more so than the first episode the first episode kind of just felt like table setting. i think it was just introducing like the fights and like yeah. the t- type of action you're gonna get out the series in a little bit yeah. this this was more so like this is the direction we're taking our characters kind of and just the old general flow of the show I don't know. Made me more interested. Second episode I thought was way better. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the second episode as well. Shit was hard. <laughs> and it was mainly because the storytelling, right? When you get to um, mirror Yu's backstory and all, and you kind of see, and they kind of link together as friends. I thought that was a really dope scene, and he brings out the lights. Um, Dewey Han. So, that shit I, was I so thought it was really cool. He, Dewey Han's the goat. He's the only fucking person whose name I remember. Main character? I don't know. He's got uh, I know Jin Mori, Miryu, Dewey Han. I got those three. Probably the only three for a couple more weeks, but eventually it'll start coming to me. Any more thoughts on this episode of um God of God? I mean um Tower of High School. Tower of God School. Um for me it was I feel like their storyline, they're taking it really well, how they're, like you said, they're not really showing too much. They're showing the audience what they need to see, and it correlates really well with the webtoons on how the webtoons, you really didn't know where the story was going to go. Every time mm-hmm. you read the next chapter, you were like, oh, like you were really surprised on how, on how they decided to switch things up in a different direction and I feel like that's how they're gonna implement that into the anime. Altogether I'll give it a for this episode it'll probably be like a three point five out of five. 
Yeah, we need like, like I'm always thinking like of ten. So the moment you say three point five, I'm like, God dang, oh my god. <laughs> Dude, yeah, because I I either go one through ten or I go Smash Bros. I mean, technically, I go power ratings. <laughs> I, I I would go one through ten, but I also don't like rating things at the same time. Like I can, I have a definitive answer, but I feel like it's it, it doesn't express like my enjoyment. Like I have to explain why it's this rating, but it doesn't make sense to the other people. So I feel like it's a moot point to even say like, oh yes, I think this is a seven out of ten or something like that. Like. In terms of enjoyment, I think this episode and like how it's done is like an eight out of ten or something. But I feel like there's a lot of explanations that need to go into why and things like that. Yeah, I'll try and if I just am basing it on the show, like, you know, if episode one gave us a baseline, I would say this episode was like probably an eight or a nine. The first episode was probably like a six or a seven. I think like the first episode was like a six or a seven works. Yeah, there was like a definite increase, but it wasn't like, I wouldn't say it was perfect. I, yeah, also, so my, like, if I say something is a 10, it means like I got the most enjoyment I expected out of the episode. It does not mean it's like a 10 out of 10 perfection. It's, it just means I really enjoy the episode. And I think that like, it, yeah. in terms of execution, it didn't make a mistake. Yeah, that's why, I don't know. If I was going to be a douche and get real nitpicky, I could find something to take a point off. So I'm just going to say nine, because that's easy. And yeah, those are my thoughts on Tower of God school. All right, so what do we want to talk about next? Do you guys want to talk about Decadence? Did you watch both episodes? Yeah, actually. All right, go at it, guys. I haven't watched it. I'm going to reserve judgment until I know, like, I kind of like keep track of the anime that's going on. So if you guys have anything that you really, like, you're really invested in, you're like, all right, Rashawn, you'll like it. Then I'll be like, okay, sure. But until then, I'll kind of stay back because like, I'm already watching so much series and I've like started Misfit of Demon Academy. And like, that's an anime I'm kind of weary that I even started because I'm caught up and I'm like, eh, it might be good, but who knows type of thing. And I feel like that might be my opinion of Decadence. So. Um, so yeah, I'll, I don't know. I don't know. I watched, or I talked last week about it. So I'll go, because I saw you guys saying that like the consensus on episode two was that it fell off like hard. That That's what I heard online. Like a yeah. lot of people didn't like what happened with the plot. So that was like the general... I saw, I like looked up, I was like, oh shit, people are clowning. So then I went and watched it and I was like, where? Like, why are you guys not like this? I was like, this I, is fucking, I was like, I this is like I know fucking it is. tight. I, I was talking to Rashawn earlier. It gave me the impression on the, what community thought was that this show had the potential to be like an attack on Titan meets Mad Max meets Gurren Login, like high octane action the girl goes to the military takes the like kind of Aaron Yeager-ish course on her fight against monsters like that was how it seemed people wanted the show to go but <laughs> what they did which is fucking tight was like 
the humans who live on the lower floor are actual humans. And the gears who fight the monsters that live up on the floor above them are actually just like humanoid like things that are piloted by these little tiny like McDonald's toys. <laughs> and so these little <laughs> McDonald's toys like they live in like a different area like they're tiny and they work for this company and they spend all day working and then they play this game called Decadence in their free time and Decadence is basically like a sword art online where you have an avatar and you can dress your avatar do x y z and then you go fight monsters and then if you have the highest score you get put on the leaderboard in the top 50 on the leaderboard kind of it's like the hunter hunter like battle tower it's like if you're in the top 50 you live a life of luxury like the best apartment you get the best like food and all that stuff and so <laughs> it turns out that the main character's boss is actually being piloted by an ex top ranker a guy who was in the top five and then he got in trouble did some fuck shit and then got demoted and now he's on cleanup duty <laughs> and so the girl doesn't know that her boss is actually like a McDonald's toy. And then he's like trying to figure out the deal with the girl. So he's like back in his like weird McDonald's toy world, like on his computer. And he's like, why can this girl like see me and all this shit, like researching? And it turns out that the system views her as dead. And that's why she couldn't join the army. It has nothing to do with like her arm or anything that people were thinking. It's just that like the system views her as dead. So she doesn't actually exist in the eyes of like the company. And so then now like it seems like the show is going to be taken in more of like a mystery, like fake reality kind of Truman show. Like she's going to be learning the true nature of her like the world around her like all that type of shit it seems like it's going to be less about like we're the army let's go get them it's going to be like the world you know is complete bullshit corporate corruption like false reality i don't know i think it's the shit i really enjoyed it i thought that they I feel like the reason why people thought that it was a dropped in rating was they were expecting a different scenario out of it. And the reason why I liked the way they changed it is because obviously you weren't expecting that it was going to be this. Um, and for the girl, I feel like they, the reason why she's not able to join is maybe because only the the little robots are the ones that are able to go in because it's basically revealed that it's a game and the ones that end up cooking and like slicing up the meat are just regular humans and yeah that's yeah that's why maybe they're gonna take it that way 
and well the her boss in the first episode says that there are actually 200 humans like that fight alongside the gears and the gears are like the puppet suits that are avatar but i'm like 99 percent sure the re like she's viewed as dead so that's because they don't say you got denied they say that you just never she just never finds out like where her papers went like so then that's why i think like she just is viewed as like a bug so that and that's because her boss is supposed to hunt bugs and she's a bug but he likes her so he's not gonna want to kill her i'm like shit's tight I'm I'm actually interested in that because I saw that he was he was realizing that she's not going to sleep like the other drug character did in the first episode at the end because maybe that's what happens is she's not in the system so it's seeing that she's not able to go to sleep for him to extract the the chip inside her neck and maybe when she got surgery for her arm, maybe they decided to remove the chip. I don't know. Um, I'm interested in where they take the story. Yeah, because her, her dad was a human, so he could have known about the chip or something and like taken used the opportunity to take her off the grid. Yeah. Either way, know. it was either way it was a really good um, first two episodes. I'm gonna keep watching it. It's on Hulu for anybody who wants to. Yeah, watch it. Everyone should watch. It's fucking tight. And for anyone who wants to take the other route, <laughs> you know where to find it. Dude, yeah, it uh I think you need serious balls to do a complete cold like change of direction the way they did. Yeah. Now, technically it's only what one episode, so it's not ne- uh, necessarily a change direction. It's just a subversion of expectations. Oh, it, it's a big change. It's a change, dude. Like I was, I had to check to make sure I was watching the same show. Yeah, but essentially that's like you know what the director is deciding. So it, it's a change of like tone, maybe. But if that's what's intended, then I, it's not like yeah, you're watching gonna... a series that's like adapted from a manga. And then they completely put like a filler storyline, but that's actually canon for the anime because they wanted to change. The no, it it changes course of like the expected direction, but I think the execution of like how they do it is fucking like super top tier. I was very impressed with the because it completely subverted my expectations, and then like blew me away at the same time where I was like this is where you're taking this fucking show I was like word and then they I watched the episode and I was like okay like I'm fucking sold yeah they uh they hinted at it at the end of the fight and and I was like I was I was confused I was like what are those little robot things uh what are they doing just adding those into the show and then the second episode, they're like, yeah, this whole thing that you thought that was happening, all these different creatures in this world, no, it's just a game to these little robots. And that, that's, that reminds me of, um, you know, Attack on Titan season four, what it's going to do when 
everyone is following the series and they're like, oh, this is what's happening. You know, it's following Aaron, good guy protagonist, defeat all the Titans. And then you get to where season four starts and everyone loses their mind. They start falling off because they're like, no, that's not supposed to happen. And then, you know, the change is done so well that everyone hops back on and they're like, oh man, that was perfectly executed. I can't believe, you know, like this is like 10 out of 10. And then you're like, well, you fell off, but sure, go at it. You know? <laughs> Dude, yeah, I think that's why I think it, they had four seasons to do the kind of fucking curveball, start throwing like some fades to people. Well, the curveball was like completely towards once they get outside the walls, they they really just jump off the cliff. Yeah. And I was following where the story was going, so I I was kind of seeing what was happening, and I'm like, okay, the type of character Aaron is, and like what I'm expecting. I wasn't thrown off, but you know, Stan himself, he was like. He fell off towards that change, and I was like, always trying to tell him, like, you know, I don't know how you don't like this. I'm like, oh, I'm seeing from the series, I, what's happening is pretty much what I was expecting to happen in the first place. But he was like, you know, I think the direction changed too much, and that it's not like how it started. And I feel like that's an issue with a lot of people is like when your expectations for a series is going, especially if it's longer, you start to nitpick everything that feels like it's starting to go away from that. And this has only been, what, two episodes, so I don't feel like that backlash would be as strong. Well, I just think it takes, it takes, like, big balls to be episode two. You're like, um, actually. I mean, it could be better or worse, you know? I think it's super early, so it could completely be terribly done, or it, because doing it early, it could be done really well, you know? Yeah, I think it's for better, because... I've seen Darling in the Franks. I've seen Evangelion. I've seen pick a mech anime ever. It's there's a mobile fort that is the last bastion of humanity. And then usually teenagers piloting a robot suit fighting some sort of dinosaur looking thing. It looked so like the fact that they kind of set the show up to be that and then took it into this like weird false reality like corporate corruption Truman show type shit I'm like I'm sold I think it's so cool I could just keep sucking the first two episodes the whole time but I also watched Fire Force you want to transition into Fire Force then? Because, dude, that episode was tight as f- too. Oh my gosh, that third episode. When it started, it started relatively slow, and I was kind of like, okay, you know, I don't think it's going to be a bad episode, but when we got towards the end, and she's doing Crollo Symphony, and the evangelists, like, pop out, I was like, this is a completely different episode from the start. So you want to go over how it happened, or you want me to? Um, I just did, you can go. I was talking for a while. So, so basically you have the pillars and she's the fifth pillar, right? Yeah, this new girl is. So now what threw me off is like, you have the first pillar, right? And they, I thought they said there was only four pillars last week. So I was kind of confused. And then they said she was the fifth pillar. So I don't know if that was like a translation thing I was watching on my end that threw me off. I think the girl that, the, the new girl is the fifth pillar. I know that. But yeah, the girl with the mask that covers her face, that's always like 
The mm-hmm. one that's like the radio signal chick. I think yeah, she, like Kamea or something like that. I think she's the third pillar. I think I thought she was one of them. That's why I said last week, but then I, I don't know the way it was said. I was confused. Well, she but, might be two. The naked crazy girls. Because I think Show and um, Shinra are like three and four. I think you're right. Show's three. The radio chick is two, and then this new girl with the finger. It's the fifth one. Yeah. Tracer. Whose name I don't remember. I will eventually know the name, probably. I mean, it, it, I have to hear it enough times and think about it. But yeah, so essentially, she's like um, a delinquent. She has her group of friends, and basically, she has the ability to track where fires are going to start. And her power is kind of unknown. So they're like, oh, is she like a fourth generation? Because the fire force or people who have fire related powers have different generations for their powers. And it you know, ascertains what type of abilities they'll have. So she can sense fire. So they're like, oh, maybe you're a fourth generation. And so you have her whole flashback about like she survived this whole big fire and everything because she was able to track it. But what she does is she'll track fires and then she'll scam people to save their lives. Yeah, Which, I mean, I down. respect I respect the grind. I mean, it, you're smart. I mean, it's a little dirty to do it, but, you know, do what you got to do to it's survive, a nice right? Hustle. It is a, it's a quality hustle. And so once you get through that, then um, the fires are about to just start like crazy. And Shinra gets a message from the first pillar through the Adola link. And he's like, oh, there's something about to happen. So they go out and they're going to stop the fires. And then Shinra's sent to uh, find the girl while everyone else is like trying to stop the infernos, all the fires, and they're trying to piece together to what happened. And so in that meantime, the evangelists find the girl. And what is that guy's name? Oh my gosh. If, if we had talked about this like before, I would have known it. Bro, when he fucking... He, that kid, so this kid, like her two friends, they're like, oh, what are you doing here? Why are you trying to take her? Because he finds her. And he grabs his shoulder and he just explodes the whole left side of his arm, his body. He's just dead on the floor. Yeah, he... Dang. It's lights out. It's... Because I've been watching One Piece so much that, like, you'll watch someone get shot in the face. And then they'll be like, oh, man, that hurt. They'll they'll be fine because it's, like, for humoristic purposes. (laughs) And then, so I'm just, like, used to being, like... You know, but, like, or, or like my hero, like Bakugo's hands are, ex- but like he never. Now their bodies adjust to their powers. So in terms of their own powers, it makes sense that they're fine. Now in terms of other people's powers, it's but story. yeah, like Bakugo but, could, like theoretically, he could, he can explode someone else, but right? he doesn't, and so, they're like, fine. I'm like conditioned to just be like explosions in anime are usually, and then this dude's like. This kid's in half. Like, oh my gosh, that's like tie it. Good night, you fucking. The kid's like sixteen. <laughs> like and seven, then after like that, after that, the girl and her other friend are like, not sure what to do. She's like, "Oh, do I go with these guys to protect them or what?" And her ability unlocks, and basically she can trace fire to hit a direct point. So she'll like do his whole orchestrated thing. Or she'll point, but before that, because I mentioned the Crollo scene, there's a scene where all these fires are about to start mass eruption. I'm assuming the evangelists were sending out their bugs or whatever to just go off or something like that. And so she sees it all and she's like a, an adrenaline junkie for disaster. So she starts doing Crollo's symphony pretty, pretty much 
to the chaos that's about to happen. I was like, man, this scene is so weird. Like, I don't yeah. know whether to like it or feel disturbed. <laughs> are you like, Uvo, are you listening? Because, <laughs> like, she's just, like, super excited and crazy. I'm like, you're just a child, but... Yeah, okay. she's in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, just I don't a know. Kid. I don't... And, and I so don't after know. that, we get towards the end of the episode where she runs away, right? And Shinra ends up running into her, and he's like, oh, you must be the fifth pillar, right? And so he's like, okay, let me save you. And she has no clue what's going on. She doesn't know who to follow or not. So he's with the fire force. So she doesn't know if that's good or bad. And basically you see Shinra start fighting this guy whose name I want to remember. It was such an easy name too. I, I like was trying to condition my brain for it. It's gone. So it was, sad. It, I, there's no way I got it. But he has like this huge pain tolerance and Shinra's like going at him. And he is just unfazed, and he is decking Shinra like every five seconds. Well, those, like those are... he, him and his boys do, like it's they like they start a... enchanting and like giving him yeah. like strength buffs. <laughs> it's like the New Zealand fucking like before a rugby game when they do the like hockey or whatever it's called, the hakai or something like is that. that. Yeah, is that I what think, I think like? that's what it is. I don't want to do too much. It's a uh, Samoan, but yeah. I just remember like being like, dude, that's pretty fucking hard. It's like that scene in Fast and Furious with Dwayne with, the Rock like, Johnson. The Rock his family. And his, yeah, and um, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. It's just like it's like they're bringing guns. It's just like we got a fucking. We, we got whatever we got. <laughs> it's like we get a plus 10 power up when we're all chanting it's like fuck yeah dude that's tight it's like D, man yeah like he's got a group of bards behind him and he just tanks all these hits shinra looks slower this season remember how fast him and show were fighting well i think he hasn't like it's it's like a one-time activation of his ability i don't think it's because of him being weaker it's just in the he's battling his brother right and he's another pillar so i think the key of the moment really unlocked that but then he got injured and all so i guess he is kind of still like anime does that you'll see a you'll see a character go like full power and you'll be like why aren't they always as strong but at the same time you don't for one thing you don't start a fight at full power because if that drains your stamina and you fail like you just wasted all that energy for no reason and if you have more obstacles like one piece does it all the time i know people hate it but I'm like, this makes perfect sense. Luffy is not going to use, you know, his gears. I'm not going to say which one because you don't know what I'm going to talk about. But he's not going to use that to start a fight because he would exhaust himself and leave himself vulnerable. Yeah, but... And, like, a lot of shonen will do it where, you know, Deku can't go 100% because he'll probably die in, like, five seconds. What would be the point, right? And so I think that's more or less one part of it. But I think he also doesn't know how to fully utilize that power. Yeah, my only guess is that fighting his brother gave him, like, that's the most I think he has the links. to fight for. I or, think yeah, it maybe, the links. Maybe in a Dola link, they're kind of, like, feeding off of each other. Because his brother knows how to use it, but I don't think he knows how to properly use it. Yeah, because showed us that time stop thing. He, he did it when they first fought at the um, Falcon's um, workshop. Yeah, and then... But Shinra starts being able to move fast enough. I, I think he's improved. 
I just don't think he's, you know, speed level again. But, you know, I think if anything, he might be able to activate it. I don't know how well. Yeah, it'd probably have to be versus show again. That'd be my – because it's the pillar connection plus that's his whole thing. It's a personal skill also. Like, he hasn't mastered it, so. Well, yeah, but, like, when is he going to fight harder than for his baby brother? Maybe right now. I mean – That's going to put his whole biscuit on the line. The season just started, so I feel like he's getting back into the rhythm. He just got, like, out of the hospital. He's getting back to, like, speed, so we'll see. He fought show, goes to the hospital. Then he goes and fucking fights Arthur back in the hospital. I'm like, this deck is... I'm like, if you don't get out of the hospital, at least he uses his legs. Yeah, he knows how to use his legs, so, I mean, that's a big plus. I mean, that's where his power comes from. It's not like he just started using his hands or anything. But... All right, anything else for Fire Force? Deku's trash. I'll take no. that as a no. <laughs> I got nothing. All right, Justin, you watched um, Rent-A-Girlfriend uh, the other day, right? Yeah, the first episode. I, I don't think I watched the second episode yet. Yeah, the, ep- the second episode only dropped yesterday. But I just want to know what you thought of it because I am a fan of the show. I don't know the comedy. I find just hilarious how they do it and the um, expressions they use. Things like that, I feel like, are done really well. Did you like it? Oh, I, I liked it pretty it, it was a good. It was a good, um, I'd say first episode and where they really implemented well how they showed like basically what happened and the funny part where it actually got me was the what's it called the um what was it it was when they did the uh the the Saitama face that one was a good one. I don't think uh, I've seen it in any other anime because, like, that's the one where I recognize it the most, and that's the one where it got me the most. Is mm-hmm. Saitama's face where he was just like, okay. And when they did that, I, I started laughing. It, it was a interesting. It was a an interesting the, the first episode. Premise is really interesting in the sense that, like for an anime i mean anime is weird and all but like it's essentially you know like something like does does youtube allow these things probably not but you know the title rent a girlfriend you could put one and one together it's a business and you know they're the the girls are fine with it so there is consent to the business right but essentially i think like it comedy shows i i like comedy of any kind so, like, if you do it well, I'm glad. And I think this is probably one of the funnier shows I've watched probably this year, let alone this season. I laughed multiple times, especially during the second episode. Now, I, I will mention the second episode. The, uh, it was super uncomfortable in such a weird, realistic setting that if you watch it, I feel like you'll understand what I'm talking about. But he confronts his ex with Chizuru, and so it's Kazuya and Chizuru and, you know, they have this whole, like, they run into his friends and so they meet up with everyone and his ex is there. And she's pretty much trying to use him and take advantage of him, but also slander him and it gets really uncomfortable. 
at the same time. So there's like an emotional core to the episode because you're trying to like support him, but he's in an uncomfortable situation and the type of guy he is, he knows his situation and his circumstances. So he himself can't really stand up for himself, even though he wants to. But the beginning of the episode, his grandma comes to visit and he, I'm going to spoil this thing real quick. Um, him and Kazuya and Chizuru are next door neighbors, okay? And that moment they find out, I was laughing. It was hilarious because they just walk outside at the same time, taking out trash. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, we're next door neighbors. And their whole, her whole business, you know, you have strict guidelines of like not meeting up with clientele outside of work and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to avoid letting that leak because it's confidential information and she can get fired and all that. And his grandma shows up and he's like, oh man, I wish she was here, but you broke up with her and she's crying and whatnot. (laughs) Next thing you know, she hears the conversation from the balcony. So she's like, okay, I'll be super nice and go by for a few seconds. And so the the whole stunt is pulled even further, right? And the comedy, I think the grandma might be one of my favorite characters, but I just find her hilarious. She just roasts him all the time. I think if I have enough time, I'll probably watch it tonight, but it's an anime where it's really interesting in a way where they they made it seem like it was just a sad dude trying to look for a girl and I, and I thought that during the whole time he was just going to keep paying losing his own money cuz how the guy who gave him all that money was like it's the yeah, only his grandfather yeah and <laughs> and he just called him stupid, <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Oh man! And okay, there is a scene I want to talk about real quick where he has um, his, this there is a lot of subtle humor that like this this show is not necessarily for you know like children. These are college age students. So there's a scene where he's on his bed, and you know you see the um sheet shake, right? and then he throws a tissue into the trash can. He gets up after little squeals, and you just see the picture of his ex. I just started dying. I was like, oh. well, when, well, this show is like so relatable in, in a few things where it's like, <laughs> where he, where he's thinking of his ex that like, oh my with, another, with another guy, and he was like, why am I getting so hard? <laughs> and that, oh, man. I, that was just so hilarious. <laughs> I think the comedy is really good and it's realistic. So like, I don't know what to say. Like, I just think the show is really funny and I think it's a good comedy of the season. It'll probably have some good emotional stuff. I don't think like the storytelling should be a 10 out of 10, but I think it'll be hopefully consistently funny to where you watch and enjoy every week. It's definitely one of the series I'm enjoying more. Any other shows you want to guys, uh, guys want to talk about real quick? Uh, those are the only animes I've watched recently. Uh, some manga. I've I've just read the the regular ones that I've read. Uh, Black Clover. That one was is going on really well, and I think they're gonna take that, that arc part. has been amazing. Asta and Yami. I mean, talk about like mentor student relationships. Yeah, a lot of old anime have it, but. I like how a lot of newer anime do it because they focus more on the relationship and less on the student self. So Asta and Yami and like Asta realizing his shortcomings and not like instantly becoming just strong enough to be able to fully support Yami at every moment. I like how it goes. And so that scene where he's like, you know, it, it's basically like Naruto and the QB, right? The Nine Tails. Essentially, he's like, I need you. But it's not done in the way where he's like being overtaken or anything, right? 
and yeah. I'm a fan of that because it's done so much in other anime where the power is so overwhelming. But this time the demon's like, you know, we have common interests, so I'll work with you because the demon has this like moral gray where he doesn't care about his race at all. But at the same time, he doesn't necessarily care for Asta, but he lives inside of him. So it's like, you know, give and take, right? Asta has a demon? Yes, that's something you find out in the first episode, I believe. So <laughs> it's not really a spoiler. And like I, didn't th- I, wasn't, I wasn't calling you out on a spoiler. I was just like, I know he uses anti-magic. So I thought that, that he would- doesn't have magic. It comes from the demon. So the demon gives him anti- Okay. The, the demons. Okay, so I if you're a magician, out of my memory. If you're a magician, you'll have your own magic. But Asta's a rare case where he just doesn't have mana at all, so he can't have magic. Demons have their separate magic, and so like if you have both, like you're a magician and you have a demon, you can have essentially two different magics. And if they're really strong, they can work together. Like Asta's lack of magic works with his anti-magic because it doesn't affect him, which is why he can use it. Yeah, and um, I'm hoping that they that. that they get more into in the previous arc of who his demon is because the big bad that they had faced off in the previous arc, he was like, I don't like, I don't recognize you. It's like some lower class scum or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like the backstory of the demon is going to be like, oh, he was ridiculed by by other demons and it just comes out of nowhere where he's like really powerful. I think it's probably similar in the sense that Asta is like, you know, he's he's a peasant, essentially, and I feel like the demon, the hierarchy of the demons probably follow the same soup, and that's why there's going to be a relationship intrinsically between the demon and Asta, right? Yeah. And what I'm hoping to see is him just being able to utilize all his swords, basically like Zoro, because at this point, oh, yes. Oh man, if he pulls it, he, he's used a sword in his mouth. Three sword style is coming, guys. Yeah. It's coming. Or or he has one of, one of his, like, wings become another, like, his arm or something, like, basically when he turns into... Oh, like a uh, shadow arm on your back or something like that? Yeah, and obviously you know his move if anybody ever played that trash game jump force where he spins like a million It's like times black cyclone over. or something. I know what you move, but yeah. I haven't played jump force, but I know the cuz it's in the manga, so. Yeah, and I'm hoping that in this arc where he's teaming up with Yami because obviously he was KO'd for <laughs> for a couple chapters. Mm-hmm. They just show him learning from the demon that they're facing of how to make a better move, so to say, so that he's able to become a little bit stronger. Because basically, a few arcs back, even in the anime where it showed that you just see Yami just like come out with an OP move where he can just slash through that, like dimensions and all that stuff. I believe everything Yami does, I don't care. It is not some sort of plot pull or anything like that. This man is a protagonist of his own isekai story, is 100% believable. Yami is like the king of the show. It's very rare. Like, I'm basic in the sense that because the series follows the main character and you're so invested in that journey, the main character will be essentially like my favorite character because you know the most about them and you're experiencing the story from them. 
So it's very yeah. rarely I'll be like, another character is definitively my favorite. Yami is that character. He is a main character in the wrong show. That's how I feel about Killua. Well, he, he's in the right show. Killua is another one that I'm like, go, going to self is just really boring. It's like Deku, like Mirio. No, he's not. You know, don't put that on. I'm not saying they're close. I'm saying that Mirio, I mean, in like his oh. 10 minutes worth of screen time is <laughs> far better, but besides yeah. the point. Oh, that that's an entire different show. That's a completely different debate. That's that's a whole new topic. Of, oh my gosh. Anyways, anything about, else you want to talk about? Rocky's getting mossed. If, mossed. Yeah, um... I like how they hit, like, in obviously previous chapters where they hinted at Yami, where he came, he was never part of, like, the four kingdoms that they mainly show. And, like, mm-hmm. I would like to see if somebody as strong as him who can utilize key and basically uh, be able to use magic as well as them, maybe in future arcs they'll be able to go through his backstory or have the black clover um like squad just go to yami's like previous home maybe something where that would go through i do want to say um i don't think it's necessary to actually have yami's backstory shown i think you can have his um home shown right because the world is broad that you know there is places outside those kingdoms but in terms of his personal backstory, I feel like keeping it vague is fine. Because it's super humorous. He was on a fishing boat. He got stranded. He got to a foreign kingdom. Didn't know anything. And then, you know, his story starts there, right? Yeah. Let's just see where they take it. Because obviously this, this current arc where they're taking things now, I feel like it's going to be a long one. And yeah. I'm hoping that they don't take the Naruto route where they have a lot of fillers. I agree. Because I see the anime catching up very quickly. It it should be distant because it's doing, um, Tabata is is helping with filler. So it's, um, I'm guessing it's canon filler at this point because it's for the time skip. And that's where what the anime is doing. And I think there should be like, 30 or so chapter gap or something like that is a good gap like around it hasn't reached the chapter 200s and i think that's right around where it should start so it's about maybe 50 chapter difference so i think there's enough distance right now yeah with the whole with the whole thing going on right now it might go to where they might stop it for a little bit but Mm-hmm. Because of they didn't give Black Clover the state the same treatment they've done with this new anime generation where they make it into seasons, they decided for that one it's just gonna keep going on and on, and I'm just hoping for that one because it it took a while for an anime like One Piece to get an animation because they were already far enough, but you can see how they're already catching up to the manga. If, if one I'm, piece is like both of them 40 chapters difference from the episodes and the episodes barely even cover a whole chapter yeah now, if they do the anime how it has been for like the past three episodes and if anyone has actually seen the last few episodes especially like with zoro and luffy in the prison and all that 
it's been fantastically done and I think the pacing has also been handled really well that the scenes you do get they're extended but they're extended in the way that the fights are emphasized and like the story beats are enhanced right like yeah. the scene in the bathhouse with us oh man Sanji I think that scene was hilarious but they also showed a little more and you got to see a little action right they're adding action in places that Oda kind of like went ahead of because he's trying to get to the main plot points right now so I think the anime is handling it better now than they have in the middle of Wano because I feel like they slowed down too much and there was like just so much hesitation into like expounding on certain scenes yeah, and that's the issue with a lot of anime that just continues. Yeah, because they'll over time they'll start stretching out episodes, and that's why I haven't watched One Piece in a while. The the anime, I've mostly just been keeping up with the manga, and obviously it's not weekly anymore. And they're doing like twice a week, and that that may slow down a little bit, but. I feel like the way they're taking this, the way they should probably do it, in my opinion, is like release an arc, like a full arc, no, no in-betweens or anything like that, no little, little... For the um, anime? Yeah, no, no That's how, I have a friend who watches it like that, and I feel like it helps because the anime, especially post-time skip the pacing, can be slow. Now, if Wano continues, like, if you catch up and you're watching the last few episodes, I think they are fantastic. And so, like, when Get catches up, he'll watch those scenes and he'll be like, oh, my, that's, like, really good. And you'll feel it compared to the other episodes. Because once you eventually read, you'll realize how slow the pacing is post-time skip. Like, that's something I realized. Like, there's a lot of mini stuff they add, like, reused scenes and stuff. Uh But you're not going to realize it. I mean, you'll realize the reused scenes, but you won't realize how much, like, dialogue is added just for the sake of filling time Mm -hmm. so it's something that you'll catch up to now real quick for the sake of time because you know it's almost been a while since we started talking about shows and we should get to the main topic soon have you read the recent one piece chapter justin um no i have that is a darn shame (laughs) that chapter was trending i mean uh in terms of chapters, in terms of big events, it's... Okay, I can't say that, because Wano, like, every, like, three or four chapters is, like, something big, and then, like, because it's spaced out, like, almost a month and a half to two months, every time that happens, the, like, intensity has kind of, like, slowed down per chapter, so we kind of have to live off of, like, a chapter for two weeks or so because of the release schedule Oda's working with, because a lot of this stuff needs to be handled in person, and so that takes time for chapters to release. But, I mean, you got to read it, man. Like, what happens with Kaido? And, I mean, he's a threat, man. He's a threat. Have you have you made it to the scene with Kaido yet, Troy? Kaido? Have you? I don't, I don't think he has. So. It happens before Dressrosa. I don't know if it happens after Fishman Island, where he jumps off the Sky Island. Who is Kaido? Okay, have you seen um, Eustace Kid yet? Yeah. And Apu and um, Drake? Drake and then, yeah, the uh, Hawkins. So they were on that island for an alliance meeting. Did you see that? Yeah. 
and someone fell from the sky. Yeah. That's Kaido. Okay. And so that scene is uh, essentially he just p- jumps from the sky because he, he mentions in dialogue, he's like, I'm trying to kill myself or something like that. And he just jumps from the sky. He's like, oh, man, I failed again. And he sees Kid, Killer, Apu, and Drake. That's what we're talking about. But Yeah. I was like, what? I don't know that guy. I guess I do. I mean, it, it, you got to read Justin, man. Like, oh, it was, it was a good chapter. It's like where, where I get my information is it, it lags a little bit. Some chapters will be released on time, but it's like other times it'll like take a few days to get there. Obviously, it's Saturday. No, it's Sunday today. Sun, it, Sunday at noon, because you're the same time as me, Sunday at noon is when the chapters release on Viz, at least. Mm-hmm. So if anything, that's the official translation. You can always read it there. The scans drop on like Fridays usually. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, tr- I'll try and uh, I'll try and maybe read it either tomorrow going to work or or coming or like tomorrow night or to tonight. Okay. So you guys have any other shows you want to talk about? Uh, no shows for me right now. I feel like keeping it anime based will be a good topic, obviously, because anime couch. Um, I mean, I, I'm talking about anime shows, but you know. Yeah. Uh, on newsworthy stuff, where if you're still keeping the news segment in there, you can talk about any other stuff going on because obviously we're also nerd based, not just anime. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. For people who want, who want to, for the rare people who wants to get out of the anime scene. So, Troy, you have anything? Um, let me check here. Did you watch Food Wars? I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. Oh, I forgot that came out. Yes, I'll do a quick one. The guy that beat Saiba, which is some turned out to be his, like, adopted American son, who's part of, like, the underground of cooking. I heard the underground Noor um, group, yeah, whatever, Duar, like and he basically goes up to like Arena and is like, "Hey, I'm gonna marry you." She's like, "No." He's like, "Hey, your school's and all your friends are shitty, and I'm gonna marry you." <laughs> and like then she's like, like every other protagonist. Yeah, she's like, "Boy, if you don't f- off," he's like, "I'm gonna beat you at blue, like the big." <laughs> Like the big tournament. He's like, I'm gonna beat you at blue. And if I do, we're getting married. She's like, I'll fucking kick your ass, bitch. So for a second there. <laughs> like that was it. I was like half invested because I was like, Oh Sahid Jorichi, bro. Like adopted Americans. That's a face ass bull. I was like, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It was all right. Because I'm on, uh, I just restart. Uh, I didn't restart it because like a few years back I had watched uh, episode, uh, like the first episode and obviously I didn't get back into it because I was, I was mostly invested during that time in fighting anime, but obviously I've gotten more into different types of anime and I've gotten back into Food Wars. I'm... 
on and off here and there, obviously because of my schedule. But I've watched a few of the episodes that have come out. And when you had said beat, first I thought you were talking about something like, <laughs> like physical for a second. <laughs> no, they fucking settle all their beef with cooking. Man, yeah, the show would have been canceled. It'll be like, hey, your mom's a hoe. And it's just like... See me in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Not even fist fighting, just cook something up. Yeah, it was just like, that's it. You're getting the pork cut lit, motherfucker. You're about to get naked right now. Yeah, he's like, this guy's deep frying the pork cut lit and adding the fat back into his rice like the mad lad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the side note, I'm on... Episode 641 of One 641? All right, yeah, you are in Dress Rosa, my goodness. Yeah, song. You know, it's weird because you still have 340 episodes to catch up. Dude, it's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I feel like I'm so, like, in that shit. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of anime to uh, manga. No, you have uh, 300 or 290 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, whatever. It's stupid, but it's tight. And that's All my right. one update. Any other shows? I have one I want to talk about. That's about You two talk right, I'm about it. I'm assuming you guys aren't going to say anything. You two talk about it. And I'll I be think, right back in a second. Well, I think it's just me. So so it's the misfit of Demon Academy. Stan mentioned it last week, and I was like, well, a lot of people. It, it sounded like decadence, right? It's like one of the more popular anime season for whatever reason. And so you kind of just have to live with that because you're like, you know, there's other shows out like Fire Force that aren't as hyped, which I, I feel why. like are It never better. gets hyped. It, I think it's because it's the season that... one started so slow. Like if people go by like the three episode rule and things like that, I feel like it does get pretty easy to drop because the first episode itself I think is really good. But like the following episodes, you have to rebuild up who the characters are. And relatively, it's a mystery series, yeah, so it's, it's very... slower mystery driven but still like all you gotta do is watch you gotta watch like one clip of a fight and would you be like yeah everyone has their own way to enjoy series so if they like you know it's not gonna be for everyone even if you like i love one piece i can't get everyone to watch it but i can get people to watch it you know but even if i stay like it's a deep series you know it has emotional impact it has great fights it's not gonna hit for the same for everyone so because everyone fucking sucks. All right, anyways, so The Misfit of Demon Academy, it's really popular this season, so I'm assuming a lot of people have watched it more or less, depending. It's a fantasy setting with this main character, Anos Voldegoad. He's basically... the Okay, the one thing I did like that it did was he's basically this demon lord from 2,000 years ago. And, like... He has the whole hero versus demon fight going on. And so he's like, all right. They show this in like the second episode where it's a flashback or something. And he's like, okay, so I'm going to sacrifice myself with the power of the heroes. We're going to separate the realms. So we'll all stop fighting. And then eventually when we meet up again, we should be all like successful. And, you know, we'll all be like on good terms so we can get along. So he comes back 2000 years later, reincarnated. He was born like a month before the story started. He's like, an average teenager now in one month. I think his characters are, his parents are probably the funniest characters in the show because they're like all super loving and he brings home this girl 
and they're like, oh my gosh, he's getting married. They throw a whole celebration. He brings home this other girl who's her sister. They do the same thing again. It's like, oh my gosh, my son is going to have two wives. <laughs> so I think his parents are hilarious. But anyways, the thing about the series is I feel like it's getting a lot of credit for being relatively bland. Like, I don't think the series is bad, but I think like it's very emphasized on like the feats that are done by Anos. And so, like, he, in the first episode, which is, I think, a very cool scene, he basically kills and revives this guy who's, like, a royalty. And nobody knows him because history has changed where his name has not been passed down. So nobody knows that this demon lord reincarnated and everyone's waiting for the demon lord to be reincarnated. But he's already there, right? That's the whole mm-hmm. mystery aspect of the show. And so he's trying to find out what changed. And so the first episode, he's fighting this noble guy. And he kills him, revives him constantly, just to prove a point that he is stronger than him. And I was, I mean, it's super dark. Like, they're showing this guy get smothered. And I'm I'm laughing the whole time. But I'm laughing because you're not supposed to relate to me as a person. I just have a twisted sense of humor, okay? Let's get that point across. But basically, he's, the, the main emphasis thing of the show is trying to show, like, him as a character try to solve this mystery but I feel like it, it the storytelling is very slow and the characters are really not there right now so in terms of that sense like the things I care about in a show they aren't like happening just yet and you kind of have to wait and I don't want to spoil too much because there's like basically essentially I say plot twists or something that they do just about every episode that are pretty major and I, I'm following what's happening with the characters and what's going to happen so more or less, I'm, I, know, I know what to expect, what's coming up. But in terms of like the storytelling itself, I think it's fairly slow. And you have those epic moments where he like physical strength lifts up a whole castle with one hand and he just tosses it. I'm like, okay, there's good scenes in terms of like flexing and things like that. But in terms of storytelling, I think it's, you know, it hasn't reached a strong level yet. I think it can. And I'm like hoping it does because I'm probably going to watch it continuously until it finishes but in terms of like the acclaim people are giving it's like oh this main character is amazing I'm like he's okay but I'm hoping he is like as good as people say they are he is and I see a lot of people hype up the manga now in terms of like what I talk about ratings I've seen plenty of people write like oh it's a 15 out of 10 I'm like listen if you're gonna have a 10 out of 10 better explain what the point of the 10 is if you're gonna go over it because what's the point of saying a 10 out of 10 yeah 20 out of 10 15 out of 10 I see people like hyping up the series so much and I'm like I'm not, like, disappointed in a sense, like, they're hyping it up. I don't care about that. But, like, in terms of, like, how I experience the series, compared to other series I watch, it's relatively average. And it's probably one of the weaker series I'm watching week to week right now. I think it has potential, but, like, you know, I'm hoping it doesn't, like, burn me in the long run. Yeah, that sounds like I'm going to let you watch it and tell me about it. I mean, I can't. Uh, you'll probably hear me talk about it. I know. can't see myself watching that one. I know. I started it, and I'm like, I like the first episode. It's okay. The second episode, decent. The third episode, I think the third episode was really slow. So it kind of hurts a little to the experience. If it was probably done a little better, I could have probably been like, okay, it has potential. But it's in the middle ground where I think, like, it'll be an okay series for the season. I don't think it'll be great. But also, I don't, like, I don't talk too negative to negatively about series my mouth is dry right now and just drink some water real quick 
I don't back talk series too much because I'm watching to enjoy it. So if there's something I can enjoy, you know, I'm going to focus on that. And if there's something I don't enjoy, you know, I'll call it out. And unless it's really bad, then I'll be like, okay, I don't like this and this about series. It's only been three episodes in. So more or less, you know, I'm trying to be like more neutral towards it right now because it's bound to have the potential to change and all. So that's my opinion on it. I mean, I'm also watching a few other shows, but like I'm the only one who's watched it. And I feel like one of them, Origairu, if Stan was here, maybe I'd talk about it, but you know, he's not here. Three zero. It's been fine. I feel like it's all set up so far. So, yeah. And then I'm watching Sword Art because I'm a glutton for pain. And as anyone knows, if you watch Sword Art, <laughs> it's not necessarily a good series by any means. For some reason, I still, as, 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 as bad as the storytelling can be and unsensible, I enjoy how dumb it can get at times. Now, it gets super uncomfortable for no reason at times, but... I don't know. I, I'm a glutton for pain. I and I started it, so I don't want to drop it just because. So I'm crazy like that. But it's what it is, man. It is what it is. All right. So do we want to get to the main topic now? What is the main topic for this week? This week we will be doing our top three power systems in anime. I'm always saying you can always mention other ones like as your honorable mentions whatever top three mainly because I've only thought of three and I'm like well that's what Troy said at first so we're gonna work with that because I don't feel like thinking of any more yeah five five's a lot <laughs> I can <laughs> I was... think of five but like to explain them is yeah, a lot of work man you, you asking me to explain why I like five I was like three sounds better all right we can stop with uh start with our like do we want to start with our best or our like least favorite of the three or something like that? Yeah, are we going like three, 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 two, 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 one, one, one? That's what I'm thinking, like, but three. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh I had a list. I had a list. I know you're number one, so we, we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> your number one is gonna be the same as my number one. So Bitch, is if your number one's my number one, I'll be surprised. It, it's the same. I, it's not too surprising if you think about it. Like in terms of power systems, I feel like it's definitely up there. Oh, look at his lighting! How much it's improved. Ooh, his face. Boy. Uh. Okay, go ahead, your number three. My number three is actually uh, no game, no lives power system interesting i didn't expect that the the rules that <clears throat> the god i'm blanking on his name uh said yeah it is something like that Tet. uh and i'm gonna look it up for you don't worry tet but he uh, means H. he uh just the whole way that shows dynamic is set up like it offers really creative fights that are like one with your mind and one by like that Batman contingency plan. I'm ahead of you. It's like, it's like you know, even though people would hate this analogy, Death Note style, where it's it's mind games, right? Yes, and it was very. But you see. The main characters, uh, 
bend but not break the world's rules in a super like cool way that even the residents of the world start questioning like is this allowed how like what they're like what like and they're just like you guys aren't looking at the rules the same way we are but we're still like within the guidelines i just thought the way it allows itself to be turned on its head in the middle of like an exchange is pretty interesting and the ability to like always beat someone that's better than you by being like creative it's essentially an uphill battle right like they're humans they have no powers whatsoever now i'm trying to use this as a power system like it technically i'd say applies because it's the power system of the world right yeah that's that's... organized so i was thinking like more personal levels so like i think this is a great use of your top three so essentially like they're humans they have nothing to give them the advantage against their enemies and they have to have this uphill battle where they're trying to figure out these characters and other races who can like use mind tricks, who can control like different aspects of reality, telepathy, read emotions, you know, super statistical geniuses with like uh, oh, the, the one angel, angel chicks can do like she's like a reality bender. Exactly. Well, that was the game, <laughs> but essentially, like they do have all those types of powers. Yeah, and like. I like how you use that as an example because I remember that whole chess game with Sora and because he is a more um he's more of the emotional core the creative mind behind what's her name Sora and um was it Shiro yeah she's kind of the attack dog she's the complete like tactile genius she is the smarter one like book wise right and so like they played that whole chess game against that person who I don't remember and she was struggling because she's playing chess at a tactical level, but her mind is being read, right? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that was what happened. Yeah, and so the mind. rules of the game, basically, they're your soldiers. So Sora steps in, and he's like, well, if we're playing chess, I'm a commander. So these are my troops. So if I tell them to do something and I hype them up, they will do it. And like, I think the power system integrates itself the way the games are done. And the games itself is like the power system that you can manipulate the rules to your choosing. And because they're humans and they don't have any abilities, they have to use just pure genius and wits to make this power theirs, right? Yeah, I felt my first watch through, it just feels like the way Batman is like, he's a Superman on every sense of the word would beat Except the living superpowers. out of him. Yeah, but Batman knows Wonder Woman's the same. Well, I guess Wonder Woman's contingency is Superman. But there's, you know, like he can beat people that would kick his head around the planet, like no problem. He, he has a way to stop Barry Allen as much of a, you know, plot issue I have with that. But, there's you some know. ass poles, but just like the fact that a human is able to like confidently walk up to like basically... Look down on gods. Yeah, like that's the same energy that like Shiro has, uh, or in Sora, and it's just like their confidence and their ability to warp the rules of the, like the world to their will, is fucking tight. 
Now, this is an isekai, so I'm like certain Justin hasn't watched it. Probably not. It's, it's the no only game, one. no life. So it's, yeah, it's probably the only one I like. As far as I, I put I'm telling you, you gotta watch Overly Cautious Hero, man. I'm telling you, yeah. I know. I watched the first episode. I just something else came out at the same time that grabbed my attention more. I forget what it was. I wouldn't say this is a series Justin would like for certain because of the um relationship Sora and uh, Shiro have. Dude, they, they yeah. Play it up. They, play it up nope. in the show and it's so long nope. i don't remember it that much but like no I, I watched like the movie <laughs> oh man it's something else but he's like hey, i mean, we're about to play a game get in my lap <laughs> it, it's anime so i can like ignore that like i know that purpose of the show won't turn me off because i care about it so like my brain could just detach itself from something like that yeah as long as it just doesn't turn you on I think like the story okay. itself is really good so that's what i follow and that's what i care about you know there's certain scenes like if i think hard enough i can remember that i'm like okay you know if someone drops it and they say that's the reason fine whatever <laughs> it's okay it was one of those shows food wars is the same category it's a door closed type of show you don't you don't want I, someone I, walking I talking about you don't want a hallway passerby. Listen, no one's watching High School DxD out in the open, right? They're not going to like school and putting it on like screencast or something, right? I I knew some kids that did some fuck shit in high school. It's high school, man. <laughs> Justin, what's your top three, man, or your third? Um, I would not be able to think of a third one. I obviously have a first one that I can think of off the top of my head. I'd say my third one will be Hunter x Hunter. Uh, and for other people, Hunter x Hunter. Um, that one Dude, yeah, some people are dicks about it. Like, yeah. And it's like, why do you put the X? The X is right there. It's like, who gives a shit? I mean, yeah. I don't care how it's pronounced. It's, I mean, when there's an X in a series, it's usually just a space. So... It's usually, it, I mean, as far as I've heard, the creator, I don't know if he said it in an interview, but like voice actors have said Hunter Hunter, so call it Hunter Hunter. Can't trust but, the um, can't trust the creator right now because there's no new chapters and it's the words are like awful. Yeah, he's he, he's writing been, books. He's writing light novels, man. Yeah, he's he's writing Harry Potter books. God, men beast. Fucking. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna like spill the beans. That's my number one. So feel free to talk about it, Justin. Wait a minute. I would I would yeah. think I would think that that would be like a number two or something or like maybe. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Devil Fruit. Nens. I mean, I like Devil Fruits a lot. Now, in terms of personal enjoyment, because it's so random, I love Devil Fruits because you don't get to pick and choose. But the thing, like, you're talking about an objectively best, there is a lot of thought that goes into the system of Nen that it's there's a lot of work to it. And it has, you know, its pros and cons against certain people. Now, it can, you know, change the plot according to however Togashi wants to do it, depending on what abilities he gives. But for the most part, I feel like he put a lot of work into the system and, like, objectively it's done with a lot of effort mm -hmm. 
and good explanation. That's why I put it in my number three. You would be surprised on what my number two is. Uh, but yeah, for number for the number three, uh, his explanations of the abilities are great. <laughs> Bungie gum, especially. Properties of both rubber and gum, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Bungie gum. He, he makes it. Gum. A- <laughs> he, he makes it. He makes it so well where it, it doesn't need a big explanation, which obviously does happen over time. But it goes well with the story. Like sometimes I don't like where some animes will over-explain something to where it, like you don't even want to hear it anymore. But the way he progresses it with the story, it goes really well with it. Like. I- Overexplaining comes with the job. You read Hunter Hunter, you watch it. That's what you're gonna get. So you gotta suck it up. Bro, deal yeah. with it, we got the, we got the narrator. He's a fucking main character of the show, man. That's his nan ability too. Togashi's nan ability is the narrator, and he's mm-hmm. just in the series watching it third person. Basically, yeah. But yeah, that's my number three. I'll I'll be waiting for the number two to come out. What's your number three? Okay, my number three is actually Digivolutions because I'm a huge Digimon fan. <laughs> and, and this is not based on the anime because the anime is really linear with it. This is more based on the games and like essentially how the series would do it. Like, okay, have you guys watched <laughs> Digimon, at least Digimon Adventures 1? It's a childhood um, show. No. This is an isekai, Justin's going to say no. Oh my gosh. I know, I know Digimon. I was more a Pokemon kid. I was Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. More than Digimon. See, I was Digimon more. Like, even though I, like, it wasn't until later on that I started seeing more of it when I moved down from New York to Florida. And I started seeing it on, like, Disney XD and whatnot. I finally started watching it. Pokemon, Ash is just, like, the same the whole time. So, regardless of what age I was, the man annoyed me. Yeah. I couldn't say more. Now, as I was going to say, so essentially the evolution concept of Digimon is more complex than Pokemon because a Digimon can evolve into different paths. So like if you've ever watched, you have that scene where Ty is trying to make Greymon Digivolve to fight another Greymon and he's forcing it to evolve. So it becomes Skull Greymon because of the emotions, the dark energy output. And it basically turns on him because, you know, the plot of the story and whatnot. But essentially, with the games and things like that, depending on what game you play, your Digimon can evolve into, like, different paths, depending on, like, stats and, like, attributes and whatnot. So, and you can go back and forth. Like, they can be Digivolve depending on the game, and you can alternate between the evolutions. Because of that, you can basically tactically assess your team for the game specifically to match, you know, whatever enemies you're fighting or wherever you're at. And you can, like, use that like compared to Pokemon because Pokemon it's you know you have Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard you know evolution doesn't technically work in that sense but like it's a species of a creature who follows a linear path so it's not really evolution in that sense it's just like a species growing up without them actually aging or anything they have to transform. Digimon actually follows like an evolutionary standard where you have like a Digimon like Agumon who can become yes Greymon, but it can become something like Growlmon 
or there's like snow Agumon or toy Agumon, depending on like the region. So there's regional attributes to Digivolution and there's technical attributes to like their stats and things or like dark energy or ice energy, things like that, depending on the game you play. And that's one of the more unique concepts where if you're playing the games, yes, you have to be strategically inclined to, you know, work out the best team for whatever situation. I feel like because compared to Pokemon, it is more complex and there's more to do and you can basically have a larger team. Like you usually in the games will have like two or three Digimon. And basically you have like unlimited combination of like what they Digivolve into, but at the base, you know, you only have that many partners. So you can still alternate and have like a full team of different characters and they all have their own strengths and weaknesses that you can utilize. I think it's a really good power system the way it's done. It falls like an evolutionary concept and it's done in a way that, you know, I know I'm always talking about the games, but because I love the Digimon games as well, it makes the experience more fun. Yeah, I only remember the one wolf-looking guy. Garurumon? Yeah, he wears pants when he evolves. And I yeah, I wear Garurumon, and he has the um, spiked jeans and whatnot. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of hard. Now, they have a reboot, which I'm watching, that just started, like, in March, and then, you know, Heineken flu, Doseki disease, whatever you want to call it, that came. So it was like on pause. So it's only like seven episodes in. If you want to get back into it, it is weekly. But, you know, I enjoy it. I think the fighting compared to like the older series, there's more hand-to-hand combat. So I was watching like episode six or something. You see Greymon like using his hands and start punching out. I don't remember who he's fighting. Um, it was like a Tuskmon and he was like doing hand-to-hand combat, like martial arts. And I'm like, dang, this goes hard. I like the new song they have, but you know, I've been enjoying it. So that's what I'm a huge fan, but Troy, your number two. My number two is probably Alchemy from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's a good one. Uh, I haven't read the manga, so I'm not going to talk out of my ass as far as that goes, but the show handles it really tight i'm a huge fan of the law of equivalent exchange oh yep i love all my power systems that i choose as my favorite are ones that don't give an inherent like benefit to just being strong or it's not one-sided yeah or like having where it's like i just have more of the thing than you do like Naruto can just out chakra the fuck out of people like usually it's just like oh word like that's cool but like alchemy like someone can have like I forget if they like go to the portal and talk to like the devil or god or the little kid in the white world like you get the ability to like transmute without a symbol but it's still like most people are only as good as they can be it's not a thing of like i'm just stronger than you because i have more alchemy it's like that's not how it works you have to give up more to yeah benefit yeah like there's rules and so like you have to find workarounds and you have to be better like if you match up with the wrong person like mustang's fire if he was fighting a guy who was like 
a water alchemist, he would have to find a way to beat him with like more than just like more fire. It would be like a strategic thing. And that's all with the limiter of equivalent exchange. That's all with the limiter of having to like like only give as much as you take. So I don't know. I just, I think it still gives a lot of really cool opportunities for fights. And I think some of the like deadly sins start doing some of the like rule breaking shit. But I think for the most part, like just the regular alchemists are all of the same, like they can all beat each other. They're all equal. Yeah, like the only way they're going to beat each other is by being more strategically sound. And I think that's really like a a good way to handle your power system. Like, I don't watch Black Clover, but like I know Asta not having magic is pretty cool, but then him having a demon to me is just like a word, like just an instant way of like making him ultra strong. Now I you, have to say the demon does like, not make him stronger by any means until like later on where he can have a demon form, but Essentially, that's just utilizing the magic to higher extents. But yeah, I just didn't want to keep shitting on Naruto because of the chakra. But like, he just, it's the same where it's just like, I just have more of the thing, so I'm better. Kind of the same reason All Might sucks as like a per, he's awesome and I love him, but I'm never going to be like All Might's the best. It's because like he's supposed to be the best. Like Aizawa is the funnest to watch because he's gonna beat you because he outsmarts you and like you just got outplayed by someone who's got full control of their ability. So that's kind of where like the alchemy, like whoever's better at the thing wins, not who has more of the thing. Yeah. I think that's tight. Justin. What was your wild card number two? My wild card. I forget the name, so I have to make a quick quick Google search. Look at this man, all prepared for this flex. That's why you got to keep up with the chat, man. You have these discussions beforehand to prevent this. Mm -hmm. Hey, man. When I was on the bus today and I got off my friend surprised and picked me up so I didn't really get to read I just kept talking with him but anyway Yu Yu Hakusho is my number two interesting yeah mostly obviously it's made by Togashi again he knows how to yeah you got some some huge Togashi love he he knows how to explain power-ups really well on just Especially in the spirit realm, because at the beginning, you just get introduced to the spirit realm, but through training, you also get to find out what you can do with these abilities. And it's not just with a, like just a regular person who just died and he, he was given the ability. Like, um, 
what, what's his name? Uh, like, I love the way he says, like, you're a meshy. Um, what's his name? Dude, I can't. It's been probably, like, 10 years since I've watched that. But, yeah, um, Kuobara, there we go. I yeah, was wondering um, what you're talking about. I'm like. Yeah, uh, how he's a, like, obviously he doesn't grow too much because he's mostly seen as a gag character. But to me, he does really grow from just being another one of those, like, enemies, like, goofy enemies of, um, of, seriously, how am I blanking out on these character names? Either, either, that shit's old as balls. Yeah. They need to remake that. Um, so basically. I don't know if he's, like, trying to say he or what. I don't know if he's going for the main cast of villains. Throwing me off. The just the main character, uh, Yusuke. Yeah. Uh, so you knew his last name. It, it's or, because I, <laughs> I think that's his last name. It's because I like Kurobara's like voice actor. How like the English voice actor. What do you mean, man? <laughs> yeah, how he's able to. Uh-huh. Just say his last name like that. Dude, that reminds me of watching that shit on Toonami. <laughs> just, just the um, just the English words. Uh-huh. Like, yes. Amazing when I was watching it. But yeah, um, it shows well how to implement that into your abilities. How you're able to just go day to day. Just using it very well. He he made it to where you can just know how the system works without putting too much into it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all the information I need to give because it's been a while since I watched it, and uh, and I'm not sure that I'll be watching anytime soon, especially with new anime coming out. I'm like, it's it's hard to watch old anime series, especially in the anime format. Like, it's probably easier to read it. Yeah. But, like, to go through, to put all the time and effort, Dude, yeah, I, task. Togashi's art style is fucking amazing. It would be a better read at this point, I feel like. So you're telling me I have to read Hunter Hunter for those amazing panels of a Greed Island where Togashi was going off, at, like, near sticking. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, his art is, it's eclectic. <laughs> you gotta you gotta have a unique taste to really enjoy the nuance. Dude, yeah, everyone's spoiled by the Madhouse version. I'm like I mean, I, I I'm fine with it. Once I read it, you know, once that new chapter comes out, I promise oh, I have like another year or two before I need to read it. So we're there's good no, on that. Front. There's not even any pictures in the new chapters. <laughs> ah. What are you talking about? His art style is amazing. You you see how he writes his calligraphy? Beautiful. It's like Kira Pitka's face in the corner, a prince down here, and then just text blocks. <laughs> You're just like, word. <laughs> I love you, man, but uh, <laughs> how the fuck's gone doing? <laughs> like hurting his wrist playing Dragon Quest. You know how it is. Like I'm pretty right. sure everybody has thought of this. He just needs to hire an artist the way the creator of One Punch Man did. I mean, he, the creator really, of like one. I think he has assistance for art, but in terms of the story, I think that's what he doesn't want anyone else to help on. 
and that's why he's so hesitant on like moving forward because he wants he to make He says sure. it's storyboarded. He's like, I got all this shit storyboards done. And it was like, okay, say less. Like, where are the chapters at? Just use <laughs> uh, voice to text, and that'll be great. A voice to text, man. Something. No excuses, man. Stephen Hawking can do it. You can do it too. <laughs> it's 2020. Like he needs to get with the times at this. Stephen point. Hawking isn't his voice to text. Text the voice. I don't think Stephen Hawking was real. I mean, you do. You, all right, my number two. If Diego was here, he he would be super excited. My number two oh, is Joe Stans. Stans. That now. In terms of, like, if I go personal rankings, Nen is probably on my lower end of, like, top, you know, power systems. We were saying, like, best. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go with, like, some of the best written, some of the best handled, and how they're used in the series. Stands are, like, you talk about you don't like things that are overly self-beneficial. Stands are definitely one of those power systems where if you know the weakness of your enemy like you have a big advantage but if you don't know their weakness it is a lot of trouble to try to like find out how to beat them now there's characters like Jotaro who has a stand who's like super strong pretty much very hard to beat but if you know his weakness you have an advantage and that's how most of the stand battles happen is where you're fighting a different villain of the week that's how a lot of the early Jojo stories where you'll have the villain of the week until the main antagonist starts to flesh themselves out and you see more of them but you have all these stand battles and it's more of a psychological battle of trying to take advantage of the enemy find out what's their weakness and how you can beat them i think a great example of a good stand battle is um it's a really good one it's jotaro versus darby darby senior where they're playing poker and jotaro can't use his stand in the battle because Basically, the way Darby Senior's power works, or if we're going by sub, Darby. But if, the way his power works is basically he has um, he can steal your soul through games, like in a specifically poker. So basically, he's Double collecting everyone's shit. lives. And yeah, he's collecting everyone's lives because they're being wagered, and he's basically playing cards with Jotaro. And he played versus, I believe, it might have been Avdal and then Joseph. And there's different mini games, and the one against um, Joseph was to fill a cup with coins without letting the water overflow. I don't remember the first game, which is why I can't speak on it, but like different games, different wagers. It's basically a betting-based stand. And so in order to beat him, Jotaro has to like destroy his mind to make him think he lost. Because basically, Darby Sr. has rigged the whole game. The kid he had who randomly was supposed to look like some random kid to shuffle the cards, basically had the deck set to, you know, give him the advantage. All the bystanders in the bar were, like, paid by him to work for him. And so he had the whole game rigged. And Jotaro more or less, like, kind of figured it out. Like, he's in this area. He's like, I can't trust anyone. So his goal is to bluff so hard that he makes Darby just pass out because he's like, how can I lose? Like, I rigged the whole game. And he destroys his whole brain basically just to beat him because if he had missed the feet that means he wins i've outsmarted you're outsmarting listen if it was joseph doing it i would have loved it too basically darby jr the or the younger one that's essentially what 
they do is Jotaro and Joseph have to work together where Jotaro is not playing the game. Joseph is using his stand to play the game and he's American or he lived in America and all that. So he's really good at games and things like that. And he's played them. So he's playing this baseball game and the other Darby can like read your mind by basically asking yes or no questions and your mind will tell, tell the answer regardless of what you say. And so both of those fights, I think, are amazing, but it's all psychological battles. And a lot of the battles themselves work that way. And the stands are just, you know, utilized in order to emphasize, you know, your strengths and weaknesses and how you can overcome them. And I'm like, you can also talk about part four, part five, and how those work. Now, there is some, like, plot discrepancies I have with stands. It's like they work in a really convenient manner for the series. But the way the battles themselves are done is, like, really good. And you get a lot of great moments from stance and stand battles and like if you're talking about personal favorites it's like easily one of my top threes now do you want to talk about any honorable mentions before you go into your number one i was gonna i just assumed you guys had devil fruit somewhere on your list <clears throat> but i think devil fruit's tight uh it wasn't on my list because uh hockey ends up playing such a big part that like I don't know the world just seems too big to like only be represented by the one power system and the world's not really based around the power system that's so just much. like a vehicle to move it hockey is more of a power system that's based in the world devil fruits is like some type of outlier yeah. in the series it feels and especially like when you get to fishman island where it's like oh yes this phenomenon of devil fruits they're super rare they come yeah. from this tree and whatnot it's like a fucking wild ass inconvenience like can't swim like i don't know it uh i love it but that would be my honorable mention i do like because you mentioned like in terms of like complete benefits you have the water weakness but you also have like natural weaknesses to a lot of the fruits that like crocodiles a logia. Logias are basically shown up as invincible when smokers introduced. But like if you have water, right, his body solidifies and you can beat crocodile. And so Anaru yeah. or Anel, rubber, electricity, like if you can counter natural elements like that with something, you can beat them. And there is a sense of like weakness to devil fruits. Like Luffy, if you stab him with the sword, pre-time skip you know skip stab with the sword yeah it's exactly it's not i don't know it just didn't feel like it was the driving like force that the main character like it like hockey hockey is it's like the thing to make the main character stronger that like i don't know that's what the whole time skip felt like was kind of the more standard shonen process of like acquiring a power honing that power like and then applying it mm -hmm. that seems more along the lines of like nen chakra chi all the like from the big three yeah or, or not i guess hunter hunter well it'd be it i mean bleach would technically be yeah, and that's, just, that's swords and uh, reishi, so. Yeah, but hockey feels more like an actual power system. But then if it, it definitely I think, is, I think Nen is a more fleshed out, like 
So then that's Nen's my number one. But you, if you guys have honorable mentions. Now, I will say hockey does get fleshed out a lot more. Yeah, every, I'm only like, on. Like, coming I have, arc. I have 300 pages. Yeah, I know where you are. So you definitely here. are on, like, the baby end. Because Luffy has not reached the point of enhancing his hockey, nor have you seen him utilize it in the unique ways to assist his own devil fruit. Basically, like, a devil fruit's, like, more or less, it can be an inconvenience to you. It's not like a standout, like the power system usually is designed to have like a basis where you have a base point, like this is as weak as you are, and it only improves you from there on out. Devil fruits aren't necessarily like that. You, it, it's, a, it's a big crutch, especially in a world that is majority water. And essentially, hockey is the true power system of the series where anyone can get it, and it's used in ways that you can basically beat just about anyone. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just couldn't put hockey on my list because I'm not far enough. To I like, get it. I wouldn't put it on my list just yet either because there's still so much to learn about. I can't. It. Yeah, I can't put it nuts to nuts to Nen, which I know, like, I could I could go all day on that. All right, Justin, you got any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm gonna pick One Punch Man. That's it. <laughs> I, I do like how they do it. It's based on like your own personal desire in a sense it's like nen with no explanation mm-hmm. yes and like saitam just wants to be the strongest so here we are he's just like well you know i did all my workouts but you know the world itself is powers are based on desires now i don't know how i explained it gets in the um webtoon but as far as i know that's the gist of things is like certain character traits get emphasized in people's abilities now, I actually have two honorable mentions, mainly because one is not fleshed out to the point where I can be like, yes, definitively one of my favorites. The one I'm talking about right now is Jujutsu Kaisen and their cursed system. It's actually really similar to Nen and the way it's done. And I can only say that because of one of the more recent chapters where it comes to the point where, in a, in a sense, also like stands where you need to understand the opponent's power, but the way it's done, it's like each person has their own unique curse power, and it's utilized in different ways, and basically you have to know the best way to use it to overcome your enemies, but there's also other tactics outside of cursed energy that people use, like just general sword skills, or like non-cursed energy-based abilities. It hasn't been super fleshed out yet, and I feel like it's building up slowly over time. And you have, like, recently in the recent arc, it's been shown more. Like, the main, my favorite character in the show, Gojo Satoru, amazing mentor character, like, best character in the show. Like I said, Yami, one of my favorite characters in, you know, Black Clover. Gojo was one of the earliest characters. I was like, man, this guy is great. I like new gen mentors a lot recently. I think that you get a lot more screen time and time with them to like the characters. Sometimes they outshine the main character, but the way Jujutsu Kaisen is stories told, I think that is just fine. Especially once it comes out this fall and you see just how the main character is handled, as well as basically the main antagonist in this really unique storytelling style that is not like an Naruto, oh yes, Kurama's in me, he's he's a monster, but you know, I can use him to its benefit. No, this is a different dynamic you get out of um, the main character, Yuji Itadori and um, Sukuna. 
and I love the power system. It reminds me of Nen. Once it gets explained more, eventually I'll be able to, you know, flesh out my details. The other one was Black Clover. And the reason why, for such a basic reason, because the power system is designed to take advantage of the plot. It is designed from the very beginning that if you have the determination of willpower, you can unlock new abilities. And because that's essentially a plot point from the beginning, it's not breaking anything. It's not like a pull or anything like that. That's how the plot is designed. And because of that, I'm a huge fan because Yami, every time he's like, you know what, let me surpass my abilities. You get this new scene of him like, oh, I meant for it to be a thrust, but it was a cannon. And he has like those super good one-liners because just how the plot is handled. I'm just a huge fan of the way Black Clover does it. And it, like, I'd say if it was my personal favorites, I think Black Clover probably would have been up there in like my top three. So yeah, that was an honorable mention. All right, Troy, you're going then. If you have any more to add that we haven't said, I'm certain you do. Uh, yeah, it's the the fuck the way it uh is so hyper specific to the person's like own personality not in the particular ability they choose but in the type uh that they, they like special, like their natural inherent yeah, ability on the chart like and i also love the way the chart just breaks out the percentage of mastery you can do like uh, an emitter is never gonna be like a one hundred percent like conjurer because they're just on the wrong side of the chart. The abilities like, are too different from each other. Yeah, to like overlap. Yeah, and you can't you can one hundred percent enhancement, but you're not gonna be able to one hundred percent emission. Like, it's just I think that's really interesting. Uh, Killua, who's the best character of all time, his ability, lightning, in any other anime, anyone who's got lightning, you're just like, oh, word, they have lightning. But, like, Nen doesn't work like that. You can't just manifest anything. If you're conjuring something or you're emitting something, you have to have a deep understanding of the thing. Yeah, he needs to, like, it's only because he's experienced pain through yeah. electric torture that he understands how lightning works how it flows exactly like how he, knows, he knows how it looks how it smells how it sounds how it now feels. i will say can the, he restart his own non-beating heart i mean i don't know that was a flex well, by and it, it's manga spoilers but all right okay see, it's manga spoilers. Don't no i was gonna say you see uh <laughs> have you read to the krolo hisoka fight no, I, I have not touched the manga because there has the dumb. I, I know I know of the fight. I won't I've heard a lot about it, but it's a little it's been a while since I've heard about it, so most of it is out of my, my Okay, so I'll if you look at Nefer Pitu where she goes post mortem mm -hmm. fighting adult gone. There's an a there's just like a way that Nen works that like I have strong reason to believe that his heart would restart like a post-mortem activation of his electricity and he there's a manga spoiler that even like makes me think that more but i won't say it okay but then 
just in general, like when you see adults who aren't fucking like a twelve year old assassin look at Killua, even make a spark. They're like, how the like what did he go through to be able to like utilize electricity in such a way? Yeah, and so then like I just think it's really cool that like you can't just be like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the wind guy. I'm gonna like conjure up wind. It's like that's not how it works, dude. You would have to go sit butt ass naked on top of a mountain for like two years <laughs> and experience everything. You need type to go in a hurricane and be like, All right, this is what wind feels like. Yeah, like you would need to experience wind on like a spiritual level and it's like I think that's really cool. We already talked about like the ability like someone's ability makes them better, not necessarily their Nen reserves. Like Gon has more Nen available than like certain people. But like you have someone like Karapika whose, you know, Nen abilities to like control the plot yes well that's another thing is like you can put limitations on yourself and then those limitations actually can make you stronger stronger or weaker yeah yeah so like the fact he's goaded only against the spiders is a really interesting ability yeah his one ability can only be used against uh, the spiders and because yeah. of that it risks his own life and it's trade-off Emperor it's like time an exchange is, in that sense cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his Emperor Time's kind of like equivalent exchange too, where it's like you get access to 100% mastery of everything, but at the expense of your own life. So it's like, that's pretty tight. The post-mortem factor where you can manifest Nen even when you're dead. I'm like, that's pretty and hard. And imbued into your body and your like soul. It's yeah, it's like your everything. So if you think about it, like the act of your spirit your energy leaving your body, if you were a Nen user, it would manifest as Nen. And so that's yeah, whatever. I could keep going all day. I just think the characters or the way it's so personal and the way anyone can win, not just based on their Nen like reserves it's more about like how good how you, you use are your ability and how good you are with it like bungee gum in the hands of anyone else would just be some weird little like sticky string but because it's with someone that has his bloodlust and fighting ability you get this like wacky ass like I don't know I think that's the strongest Nen ability to ever exist I don't think Metaro could have stopped that I mean what are you going to do against something with the properties of both rubber and gum the 100 hand it's going to get stopped right it's over he's like give me my hand all 100 hands are just stuck like if he touches his head it's going to get in his hair I mean I I don't know it's it's OP right but yeah it's just like it might be broken, but... No, you're absolutely right. Because of who yeah. Ahsoka is and how unique he is as a character. Now, I feel like Bungie Gum could represent a few other things, you know? Knowing who oh, Ahsoka it, is. It could but, be very sexual. <laughs> but the not. way he uses it is unique in the sense that like, taking off his own hand to use that as a weapon against that one guy who's like, 
Yamcha Wolfang fist or whatever, you know. Yeah, his fucking tiger claw bullshit. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It I don't know. It's so well developed. Like he put just... a lot of thought into it. I mean, if anything, I respect how much he cares to make his story fit into a solid, coherent tale, you know? Yeah, and for the most part, you can, like, I don't know, track someone's ability. Like, you can break it down to the chart level mm-hmm. where it's, like, Killua. You can know if someone's, like, an enhancer or whatnot. Well, yeah, but, like, you look at Killua's lightning and he emits the lightning, but then he has to manipulate it to, like, yeah, you can see what other, you know, yeah, different so, ways they're using it. I just think it's so fucking tight. Like, it's so well made. Anyways, because you're about to wrap up on that, 78 weeks. Next week, might not be next week because next week's a Shonen Jump break, so that might not count. But maybe the week after that, that's 79. So it ties the second longest yeah. hiatus. The week after is 80. We're going for the record after that, man. 81 shit. Anyways, Justin, <laughs> go ahead with your number one. Uh, obviously, my number one is going to be One Piece, and I'll explain why. One Piece, uh, the pre-time skip and the post-time skip. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't see much of a difference, so like, I know there's a lot of people who treat them differently. Me, it, they're different stories being told but go ahead for the pre-time skip it was the like obviously the crocodile and all that stuff and it was explained well but obviously when before the uh obviously before uh the time skip happened you see all these different new logia abilities where you're not gonna know how he's gonna be able to battle those abilities if he ever gets to a new power because his abilities at the at the time it was mostly just his abilities are physical right yeah it, it was more physical and if you're not able to really touch anybody other than water and sand and lightning and rubber what else is there going to be because it's not like he's gonna make his fist into like freeze his fist so that he can touch a lava character or a fire character who's that kurazu is that the izaru the light like how are you touching light yeah yeah and so i feel like the implement of hockey he did it well to where it wasn't too complicated to where obviously everybody it's like somebody will complain about it but he did it well to where you can complain about it but you can understand why he had to make those abilities come into light and the thing about the water being the only thing that you can't swim obviously it goes well with fishmen if they ever have one but it's really hard to... There is a fishman who does have a devil fruit. Yeah. And, and if you know who it is, then I know Troy hasn't even got to the point. He hasn't been mentioned. We'll just say the name Jack. Jack's fishman has a devil fruit. Mm-hmm. And, and also Vanderdecken, which Troy does I was gonna say, Yeah, Vanderdecken was a fish. 
And, but they um, didn't call it a devil fruit power. They called it like a curse or something else. Yeah, they, they called it as a curse because they just didn't know. Something like that. Yeah, and um, it's really hard to come up with giving a human an, an ability that right like that obviously rivals somebody who doesn't have that ability and come up with a, a drawback on how to say make it so that the character isn't too powerful water-based that one was i'd say the easiest and the most proficient enough to say oh yeah it, if they eat this they're not able to swim because the whole story is based around water traveling on sea going to yeah. islands dude yeah i thought that was actually a really interesting element when i was first watching it i, think... I knew i knew he was stretchy like i because before i even watched i knew he was like a real yeah you know guy. who luffy is a lot of people know who luffy is he stretches but that's i just he's a fucking pirate like pirates gotta know how to swim like that's like a thing and then Shanks even says, he's like, make sure you're a strong swimmer. And then, like, 15 minutes later, he's, like, chomping on the devil fruit. <laughs> and so it's like... Oh, like, man. Dude, that shit sucks. Like, I wouldn't... Can I, I, do, a, can I do a tangent really quick? Yeah, go ahead. Because the episode I'm at, it's kind of like a two-part tangent. The episode I'm at, Luffy's fighting for... The flare, flare fruit. The mara mara no me. All right. Yeah, because he wants Ace's devil fruit, like on his crew. He wants so, no one else to get it, pretty much. Yeah. So I'm sitting here. Sanji won't eat it because he's a one of the better swimmers on the crew. I was like, is Nami? I'm like trying. I'm sitting here, but then. The second part of this tangent is on the intro to the part I'm at. It shows Sanji fighting uh, Kizaru. That, that was the anniversary special one. It's Sanji versus Kizaru. Um, Zoro versus... Did they show some Zoro? It's against? like some purple guy. They do. Fujitori, yeah. And then he does show up in the arc. But I was just like... I know Sanji uses hockey and can moonwalk but like i saw that and then i was like putting the together i was like so luffy might get the fuck ace's devil fruit and then sanji's fighting a logia i was like that would be the hardest shit ever to see like sanji the chef have the flare flare fruit i will say you are in for a pleasant surprise on what happens with the fruit Especially because one of your theories you mentioned to me before, you you will be, you'll like it a lot. I'll say yeah, that. I'm super. I was binging the fuck out of the what I've been watching recently because I really am like, what happens with the fruit? I, w- I want to know if he gets the Ace's fruit because that Logia fruits are fucking tight. Now Especially I want to say fire about- fruit. Like the way Oda did Devil Fruits and Hockey, I feel is like super underrated in terms of power systems. Like, there's a lot more tactical expense put into Devil Fruits and how they're handled than like people give the series credit for, right? Like, 
Zoro wouldn't beat Buggy in the start of the series. It wouldn't happen. He couldn't harm him, and he doesn't know any means to harm Buggy. If Luffy wasn't there and Nami wasn't there, they would have struggled because Luffy, without Nami, like, tying up Buggy, he was struggling to land hits. They were, you know, outnumbered. Zoro was already, um, well, he got injured during the fight, and they were both, you know, struggling the whole time until some strategy was used, right? Yeah. Zoro was stronger than probably everyone there. Luffy was stronger than everyone there, but there was more to the fight than just punching and kicking at, to get to the point where it ends with, you know, punching and kicking. And then you have... Um, well, you have Caesar. Like, Caesar's a good... He's a Logia, but... Or the poison guy from the prison... Uh, Magellan, yes. That is one example I want to talk. He is probably one of the more underrated villains where... He he never got beat in the whole, you know, thing, right? He tanked just about everyone, took down the Black Bear Pirates. If it wasn't for Shiryu, it would have been done. You know, that story aspect of One Piece would have been done in that moment. He he was defeating Luffy time and time again, no matter what Luffy did. He couldn't beat Magellan without risking his own life. And not until this arc alone do you see Luffy no abilities that might actually hurt him. Yeah. And I'm talking about Wano specifically. Like, it takes so long to see what type of abilities hockey can, you know, enhance to beat certain Devil Fruit users in the way they use their abilities. There's abilities that you haven't even seen yet in ways to use hockey that are absolute game changers that have been shown in the series. Like, when Whitebeard stabs um, Aokiji, there's something Aokiji does. And it's basically he molds his body into the shape of a hold to where the blade will pass through, but not actually injure him. He didn't get stabbed because if he did, he would have been killed because Whitebeard was using hockey. And that's why all the Marines are surprised. It's like, oh, did he survive that? Like, he should be dead. But then he starts freezing it over because he used his body to morph over it. There's also another ability yeah, that the Marines like mastery. use. The animals were used where they're raising their hands in the sky. They were using hockey has like the force field to prevent the attacks from hitting that you don't actually see it, but it's implied that's what happened. And there's multiple other ways hockey is used in the beginning of the story, but also devil fruits where you have different characters who you're like, this guy is kind of weak, but with this devil fruit, if you use it right, like Luffy has a really weak devil fruit in the grand scheme of devil fruits, but he's so, he has such ingenuity with it that he can overcome a lot of obstacles because he starts getting smarter in how to use it especially once he fights CP9 in Eni's lobby and um, when he starts utilizing, hey, I can use my body as rubber to like basically blood dope. He just gets teaches, yeah, he teaches himself shave just from and, watching. Yeah. Like he's got such... He's a battle genius. He's not smart, but he's yeah, a battle genius. He's very like tactically with that shit, like in the heat of the moment. But yeah. I feel like those are some of the points you were trying to get across, Justin. Well, yeah. I'm steal. I like told her, Sean. I'm fucking stealing hockey for like my own thing. Like fucking change the name, but like the way it's introduced in the show, like right away, but then not told, and it's used by a different name in one arc. Then you see like some yeah, Amazon- Sky PA, yeah, yeah, like or it's just mantra, it. and they because they're in a different in the world, like. I don't know. It's so good that I it's worth stealing. Well, not stealing. It's inspiration. We use the, hey, correct, the drawing, correct terms. Drawing inspiration from. 
All right, so you have anything else to say, Justin? No, uh, I got all the things that I need to say out about about uh, my favorite power. I know, like you have my personal favorite, and then you know Troy's like, "Oh, here's your objective favorite," so I can add to both of you. I don't really have anything else to add in terms of power systems to talk off off the off, off the top of my head. Now, I will say, just for the sake of you know giving Bleach some credit. I thought that was one of the coolest power systems when I first got into Bleach because you have swords and they have their like own personas. I thought that was dope, honestly. Like watching that as like one of the animes that got me into anime, I just thought that was super dope. And like you can, you know, evolve it and there's more aspects to, you know, the swords that they have evolutionary stages through Shikai, Bankai and stuff. I feel like, you know, Bleach doesn't get enough credit for how Kubo handled, you know, what are they called? I don't know anymore. It's been so long. I think the amount of filler nuked people's ability to, like, really get behind that. I'm not going to fully blame the filler. I think the storytelling at some point kind of really dips. So, essentially, it would have done it to itself regardless. The filler doesn't help. You're probably right. But, yeah. in terms of anything I like, before they, you know, get into the crazy territory of, you know, what happens in the later arcs. The origin of, you know, the swords and the Soul Reaper abilities was really good. Yeah, I... It's been a while since I've watched any Bleach, but I remember fucking with that power system as well. It was one of the first shows I got into. So I got yeah, in terms a, of, like, early anime... In my heart. In terms of early anime, like, I watched Naruto and Naruto Shippuden out first, so I was like, you know, oh, this is really good. But when I watched Bleach, I was like, this is really cool. It felt like for an older audience, so I was like, oh, this is, like, cooler. So when I watched it, I'm like, I enjoy this more than Naruto because I felt like there's more appeal. If I look back on it, yes, early Naruto is definitely, like, much better than what Bleach did, but then you get to Shippuden, I'm like, yeah, they both fall off, whatever. Yeah. Any other power systems you guys want to mention? Nope. All right, because there's only three of us, I don't know how. If you guys have any news you want to talk about, anything beyond this? Uh, probably like a quick news thing before we log off. I mean, I don't have any news I specifically saved for here because I felt like the news was kind of lackluster this week. So, mm-hmm. you know. Like DC Fandom is coming. I think it's in the middle of the uh, middle of August. So you know, yeah, sometime in August. We'll have stuff to talk about then. There haven't been any trailers I really cared about either. So you know, um, I'm trying to think. I can if see there's... your brain is working. I I got nothing. Yeah, I haven't really seen much of any news that Besides I Besides the Hunter about. Hunter hiatus, that's like the only news I care about. Hey, that is relevant news. I mean, I care about it too. More time until I have to read it, the better. Get time to relax, enjoy life. Oh, I know news. Motherfucking Oh my god. Uh what's his the Hawkeye, no, not Hawkeye. Falcon and Winter Soldier is delayed. 
Well, yeah, it was supposed to come out in August, but because they haven't been able to film for the last few months, it, there's no set release date yet, so there's nothing to say yeah. about that, but they're filming currently, so I'd say probably October, if anything. Well, like, they're filming where they can, I think. They're filming in um Europe, I know that much. They got a visa to be able to film over there. Yeah, even so though you know Batman. the whole travel ban. So, Batman's all on set locations now, so they'll be doing that set work. They're not doing any overseas filming or anything like that, or site-based filming. Oh, that's what's up. So it'll get done. I mean, and then Mandalorian's still on track. Yeah, that I believe was finished, and it was just photography and editing that they need. Yeah, to they're do. just all doing the post little nonsense. Yeah, that should still be. That should come out in what October, I think. October or November. It's I think one of those it, months. I think November's Assassin's Creed, so I have it. That might just be like fresh on my mind. But that's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's my heritage. <laughs> Them's my people. All right, is that it for us, guys? That is it. All right. Thank you for joining us here on our second episode of The Anime Couch, where none of us are sitting on a couch. I'd like to make that clear. It's a very important plot point to this series. Anyways, thank you for enjoying the experience. Feel free to, you know, reach out to us if you guys want to plug. I mean, do you? Uh, for me? Hello, Flaws the Dude. <laughs> yes, take it back. See, I made it simple, man. I, I I kept it simple. Just keep it the same for everything. People can find you somehow, some way, right? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, I have something to plug soon. Oh, uh, for me, it's just gonna be it, dude. It's gonna be uh, Psyche God underscore Luffy on Instagram. That's where I'll be posting like a few things here and there. Do you want to spell that out? S-A-I-K-I God underscore Luffy and then uh, I'll be posting maybe like a few clips here and there from the podcast Uh, maybe posting going back on posting a few date memes of anime soon if I come up with any new ideas original ideas I never steal any ideas from other anime pages Look, this man pays for all his subscriptions to watch anime legally, all television legally. He is a good guy, guys. <laughs> That's all for me. Unlike me, I am absolutely terrible. I demolish capitalism. I am a foe to the world. Capitalism, bro, it's a parasite. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can find me at Plaza Dude on Twitter, Twitch, on um, you know YouTube. Once we, if we're posting this video, it'll probably be on my channel that you can find this whole podcast episode. So, should be there if you're listening. Do you know where we will be posting this, Justin? Posting this probably uh, the full video on your channel and no, the um audio for the podcast. The audio, hoping to, uh, well, officially we'll be posting that on SoundCloud, hoping Mm -hmm. to be able to post it on Apple, like just iTunes. iTunes. 
and maybe even Spotify. We'll see. We'll yeah, if, look if up into those things. Yep, if we're able to work through that. Pornhub. <laughs> I mean, that's where you get the best audience. You know, yeah. come in as some amateurs. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yes, tag amateur. Oh boy. Yeah, and that that'll be about those those uh three f- for the audio at the moment if we're able to go through Spotify also. All right, sounds I'd go good. hard. So that is it for this episode. We will be signing out. See you next time. Watch Jack and Dance.